Okay. Take two. <laughs> you are listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernaberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This episode is brought to you by the spring issue of Ernaberry's Reporter Magazine. Volume 16, number two, is our second issue of 2021 and features a special section on the state of the seafood industry. An annual review compiled by Ernaberry Seafood Market Reporters. The annual review includes 17 pages packed with insight charts and other data from our UB team. Secure your free copy today by visiting ernaberry.com slash reporter. Thanks, Lauren. Our top story last week was the Newfoundland Labrador snow crab quota, and now this week we had the total allowable catch for snow crab in the southern Gulf of St. Lawrence. That's right. The DFO announced that the total allowable catch for snow crab in areas 12, 12E, 12F, and 19 is 24,261.44 tons, a pretty steep drop from last year's quota. An announcement from the Canadian agency explained that there are several indicators pointing towards the overestimation of the 2019 and 2020 survey indices. Given that the bio, uh, given that the bias could range from 10 to over 30 percent, the DFO will apply a 15 percent correction or reduction to the commercial biomass as a precautionary measure. The biggest drop is for Area 12, which received 27,203 tons in 2020 and 20,128 tons this year. And that figure was also a decrease from 2019's quota of 32,480 tons. However, 12E is actually getting a slightly bigger quota with 239.37 tons in 2020 compared to 288.45 tons in 2021. Area 12F is staying the same with 1,192 tons, while Area 19 is dipping slightly from 2,255 tons in 2020 to 2,201 tons in 2021. The scientific survey quota is staying the same at 450 tons. In addition to the quota announcement, the DFO also revealed their decision to refuse the amalgamation. Amalgamation. I had to look this up too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Amalgamation. Okay. In addition to the quota announcement, the DFO also revealed their decision to refuse the amalgamation of crab fishing areas 12E and or 12F with crab fishing area 12. The agency said that they remain open to the possibility of combining the areas in the future. They also noted that they recognize that there is a possibility of a complete closure of the fishing grounds in 12E and or 12F due to North Atlantic right whales. The spike of right whale deaths in 2019 resulted resulted in the DFO announcing new measures focused on both the shipping and fishing industries to protect the whales from ship strikes and entanglement in fishing gear. The biggest measure introduced was the season-long closure protocol in the Gulf of St. Lawrence if whales were detected more than once in a fishing zone within 15 days. In 2020, over 60 grids had been closed by the end of the season. Hopefully this will be a better season for everyone. In other news, Chilean salmon farmers in the Los Lagos and Aysen region are dealing with harmful algae blooms. As of April 7th, Cerno Pesca, Chile's National Fisheries and Aquaculture Service, reported that there has been nearly 4,000 tons of salmon mortality related to algae blooms. Currently, there are 12 farming centers in the Aysen region and six farming centers in the Los Lagos region that have activated action plans against mass mortalities. Multiple companies are being impacted by the harmful algae blooms, including Kamanchaka Cook Aquaculture, including including Kamanchaka Cook Aquaculture, Maui, Aquachile, Cermac, and a few others. 
Looking specifically at Kamanchaka, the company confirmed last week that the harmful algae blooms had resulted in a mortality of 1.3 million fish across three farming sites, which is equivalent to 2,250 tons of biomass or 11% of the company's total fish. Ernaberry Mark reporter Janice Schreiber reports that it's still unclear how the algae bloom situation will unfold over the next several weeks and months. Some market participants report that there is a possibility that more small fish will be available to the spot market over the next several weeks, and a few have reported lower offerings throughout this week so far. So moving along, there was a fire at the headquarters of the FFAW Unifor on April 4th, and the incident is being described as suspicious, and it's currently under investigation. Officers responded to calls of a fire just before 4.30 a.m. on Sunday, April 4th. FFAW president uh, believes that there was a serious attack and an act of violence against over 13,000 FFAW members. Fortunately, there was only property damage and no, in and no inju injuries reported. Um, so we'll keep you updated as we learn more here. Thanks, Lauren. Now we've got some market updates. First up is shrimp, which continued to see higher imports in February. Increased 2.5% from the same month last year. Total shrimp imports were 116.294 million pounds versus 113.474 million pounds. The year-to-date total is now 5% higher than the first two months. UB consulting economist Angel Rubio had forecast 121.401 million pounds for the month. India continued to ship less, only down 3.8%, but remained our largest trade partner, nearly double the next country in line. The country that continues to fill the void and moved into second place is Ecuador, up 29%. Indonesia slipped to third by shipping 10.6% less. Vietnam shipped 38.8% more, and Thailand shipped 4.7% more. Mexico and China were again lower year-over-year, year. Mexico down 20%, and China down 63.6%. Argentina shipped 49.5% more, Peru 27.9% more, and Saudi Arabia 272.9% more. In terms of product form, in the month of February, the U.S. imported less headless shell on, which includes easy peel uh, and breaded, and there were more imported peeled and cooked in this mirror January and is further evidence that, sorry, no, I'm going to do the paragraph all over. In terms of product form, in the month of February, the U.S. imported less headless shell on shrimp, which includes easy peel, which is down 17.1%, and breaded, which is down 16.9%. There is more imported peeled, up 9%, and cooked, up 51%. This mirrored January and is further evidence that imports reflected retail needs. Meanwhile, Pangasius frozen fillet imports for February 2021 reported 18.8 million pounds of product, the highest February on record since February 2016, and that was when they brought in 27.1 million pounds. In looking at year-to-date data, the first two months of 2021 collectively reported 41.1 million pounds of product. This year-to-date total is the highest since 2017, brought in 41.9 million pounds for the same time frame. Compared to the previous five-year year-to-date average of 35.3 million pounds, 2021 is performing 16.4% above average. After a tumultuous few years, seeing the highest of highs and lowest of lows stemming from government responsibility switching from the FDA to the FSIS within the USDA, the Pangasius market is not only in recovery from the 2017 regulation switch, but also from the global pandemic. Key industry players are reporting encouraging sales growth along with strengthening wholesale prices, reversing the downwards trend that began in late 2018. Thanks, Lauren. In fake seafood news, 
Gathered <laughs> Foods is continuing to grow. The makers of Good Catch plant-based seafood announced last week that they've secured over $26 million in B2 bridge funding with investments from Louis Dreyfus Company and others. According to the company, the funding will allow them to further propel Good Catch plant-based seafood to the forefront in the industry, as well as raise awareness for the trajectory of the plant-based industry's market growth and popularity. This funding will provide Gathered Foods the opportunity to ramp up uh, product innovation and dramatically increase the number of Good Catch products on the market. The company is hoping to extend their international retail footprint in Europe, with further expansion planned for later this year. The funding comes after Gathered Foods had a successful 2020 in raising capital, securing $36.8 million and landing celebrity investors like NSYNC alum Lance Bass, Zombieland actor Woody Harrelson, Big Little Lies actor Shailene Woodley, and Harris Paris Hilton. The investment led to the opening of a new state-of-the-art plant-based production facility in Health, Ohio. The funding also allowed Gather Foods to expand Good Catch's line of fish-free offerings. In July 2020, the company announced that their new product line features fish-free frozen entrees and appetizers like New England-style plant-based crab cakes, Thai-style uh, plant-based fish cakes, and classic-style plant-based fish burgers. By October, the company announced that the Good Catch brand would be expanding across Canada and would be available in over 600 stores. Just this past February, Gathered Foods revealed that they would be expanding into food service thanks to a new partnership with Whole Foods. Now, instead of just having their Good Catch tuna product on the shelves, their plant-based plant deli-style tuna salad would be available by the pound in the prepared food section. Very cool. It seems like there's lots to watch going on with Gathered Foods and Good Catch. Now, in our final story of the day, the owners of Cousins Maine Lobster are hosting a new show on Food Network. It debuted this past Sunday at 11 p.m., which is a little late, too too late, honestly, for me. Slightly <laughs> too late, yes. <laughs> but that's why they made recordings for TV, right? So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> the show is called Food Truck Rehab and follows cousins Sabine Lomack and Jim Salikas as they try to help food truck owners who need help getting their wheels off the ground. And it's kind of cool. It's, it's not um, – because I don't really like the shows where, like, they yell at you and, like, rip you apart. <laughs> I, I can't. What are you? You're an idiot sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can't handle those. But it seems more along the lines of like HDTV, you know, like feel good, lift it up, like, you know, okay, so so you have this food truck that's, you know, not doing well. Let's what can we do to help you out? So uh nice. I, I like a good feel good show, personally. Especially when it has to incorporate seafood into it. Exactly. And they're helping like families, like it's all it's, it seems like a lot of family businesses and obviously Cousins Maine Lobster's family business. So if you haven't checked it out yet, we encourage you to do so. Oh, and that's me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that does it for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. Bow, bow, bow. Wow. All right, cool.